Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to our Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into all of the current airing Bravo shows. Well, the ones we like anyway. Kate Nice podcast Tender Loving Care is available on all podcasting platforms and has a new episode each Wednesday. In that show, we break down a uh, show from the TLC network past or present and dive into the glorious chaos but without further ado let's get into the world of bravo hello kate hi Woo. kate we are coming off of a fabulous recording for a very very special episode that is getting released today do you want to tell everyone about it yes oh my gosh you guys we just recorded with pauline's friend and uh, also someone she consults with spiritually Renee Watts mm-hmm. and she was such a breath of fresh air like she's so sweet and interesting and fun I loved that yes and we were discussing not only astrology we were discussing sister wives oh yes we were that was so awesome to kind of combine the two you guys have to check it out because we played a little game where I did not look up any of the sister wives or Cody's astrological signs. Yeah. Um, but Polly and Renee knew them and I gave my guesses. And so you'll have to go check that out and see how I did. See how Kate did. It's very interesting, but it was such <laughs> a great show. That's out today for everyone, not just our subscribers. Um, and it's all sister wives and it was amazing. Um, All right, so we are going to go into, I thought there was going to be a new, I thought BH was starting this week, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but it's not. So we just have Salt Lake, but that's great because Salt Lake, so many notes. Um, There is news, some Bravo news I wanted to give you, Kate. Okay. If you have, you've probably, you've probably seen it because I know you're up on the trades as much as I am. Um, Instagram, page six in the Daily Mail. Um, So they were filming at something about her on Robertson today to do like the promo but it's still not open but they were filming there today so unfortunately when I'm hopping and bopping around LA I was not hopping and bopping around Robertson which I should have been but they they, we got loads of footage there's like someone TikTok of them watching them film and they had a ton of extras there I mean they should have called should have called me I would have been there in a heartbeat but um yeah so Vanderpump's going to be coming to us sooner than I think we kind of want it to, if I'm speaking for others. I just need a break. I need a break from Ariana and Tom Sandoval. Sorry, I do. I know it's been an endless news cycle of Vanderpump ever since Scandoval. Like it just keeps coming out. I saw I saw Ariana was kind of defending something about her because people were saying, 
oh, it's not like, like us. Cause we were like, oh, I guess it's not opening. Cause they boarded it up or whatever. But I saw some reel or something where she was like, it's all about permits stuff. You guys were still opening. So I guess they are, cause they're filming. But of course the um, critique on it is the fact that um, Jack's, Jax's restaurant in Studio City, which is not far from me and I still have not gone. I apologize, guys. I think this weekend, I probably won't be able to do it this weekend, but maybe next week I'll be able to go because we do need to report. We need a uh, agent in the field at Jax's. I mean, he blocked our Instagram account, but he cannot physically block me from going to that restaurant. So um, I need to check that out. But that opened in like two minutes. But then again... I don't know, permits everywhere in LA are insane, but something about her is still not open and West Hollywood's super hard. So who knows when it will be open? They were just doing promo shots in there. So we'll see. But Kate, I know that you have another Bravo news story from one of the the number one trades when it comes to reality news. Page six, of course. So yes, I was browsing this today and came across this story that Vanity Fair is apparently prepping deeply reported probe into Bravo's relationship with Housewives stars. This, uh, this investigation has apparently been going on. Um, they've been interviewing actual housewives or maybe former housewives, people around them or involved with the shows. And they're going into basically what it is that these women are being asked to do. And, uh, for what cost, you know, their privacy and their relationship with alcohol. And it's, oh. it's, go- it's going into all of that. So I have a feeling that the Bravo execs are shaking in their boots a little bit. I'm not happy, Kate. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy about a lot of things in general, but I'm also not happy about this new season of um, obviously real friends of New York that they want to say is Real Housewives of New York was terrible. And I don't care the faux press and reaction they're getting that was good. It was boring and there wasn't content and it was not a housewife show. Um, This coming up and all of Miss Frankel's um, work is really worrying. This probe, Kate, sorry, the whole thing about housewives is booze, fighting, and drama and also on a serious note like I defend housewives a lot to people because people will say oh so it's frivolous and it's nonsense and it's damaging and it's rubbish that you watch those shows but you know what there's a lot of issues that have been covered there has been suicide there's been eating disorders there's been deaths there's been divorce there's been abuse there's been all of these things that these women have you know freely given up this information and it has helped other people and I think that as women watching these women that appear to have everything else you know that it can come crumbling down that it can be a facade that is more than meets the eye it struggles it's where they came from it's where they are now there are stories and huge ones with all of these women that I think have inspired and have helped a lot of people and it's not just nonsense I mean so I'm, I really don't want to, I, I don't know it, what this Vanity Fair is going to do, but if it starts this whole revolution, like Frankel wants to call it, um, against reality stars where they're, you know, making them not sign their life away and um, rationing their alcohol, then we won't have housewives anymore. And that will be a very dark day in history. It will. I think we're a long way away from that. Um, And of course, we want the ladies to be treated well, paid well, all of that stuff. Yes. Um, But it's, yeah, it it is just, it's always been what makes a reality show great. (laughs) It's like all those things you said. Yeah. So I really don't want to see a bunch of neutered, like, boring real friends of new york seriously copies or whatever because it's like all right but what is great is right now kate (laughs) real housewives of salt lake city kate the gifts of the bravo gods we are on what episode is this four five seven wow we're on seven 
already there are lines, there are moments that have come out of this season. And this is their third season? Fourth season? Sorry, I don't have this one. Fourth season, and they are knocking it out of the park. I will say number one franchise is obviously Real Hustles New York. Second is, uh, is Salt Lake City. And it's still so new in its fourth season. But Kate, it is killing the game. It is. And I think a big part of that for me is the casting of Monica. Like she's bringing a lot to this. I agree. Whole mess. I agree. And then underneath that, we have all of these years long rivalries and, you know, layers to it. And baby gorgeous. Of course, baby gorgeous, holding it down always. So this was called an olive branch with thorns. (laughs) And on a scale of one to ten how afraid of that easter bunny were you because i thought that was so creepy that it was like in heather's back seat i mean the producers don't give a fuck and i think that it reminded me of the mime from potomac exactly right you remember the mime yes Um, i that is the hardest i've laughed like one of the hardest I've laughed at housewives. It was brilliant. I will tell you what it was even, it was frightening, but what even kind of punched that fear even more was I obviously watch it on, uh, I watch it on Peacock, yeah, afterwards, after it airs. And there are ads for upcoming um, shows on Peacock. And one of the shows is called Suburban Real Nightmares or something like that for Halloween. And it's spooky stories of real life stuff that's been encountered, okay? One of them in the in the ads for Salt Lake City, and that I've seen when I'm watching all these um housewife shows, is um a 911 operator saying, Yeah, you know, and we got numerous, numerous calls that night about a man dressed in a bunny suit wielding a hatchet. I kid you not. And oh. then that's too, that's the ad. And then I go to Salt Lake City and there's this fucking bunny there. It's brilliant. It couldn't be more perfect. I don't like those mascot costumes. When I went to college orientation, our mascot was uh, the Hawkeye, right? And he was walking around and I'm so scared of those. And my parents knew that and they told him and he chased me around. I was going to say, I was going to say go Hawks, but not right now. I don't like those things. So anyway, because it is guaranteed that they're all perverts are underneath them, right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) So we're talking about this invitation that Angie has set up in a creative way. She has hired this uh, person in a bunny costume, a giant bunny costume, to basically scare the women as they're out and about the town (laughs) and give them the invitation to her Easter party. Yes, her Greek Easter, Greek Orthodox Easter party. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Um, Yeah. So we see them all getting it, which was a great scene. And Mary, it couldn't have been more perfect. Just wind down the window. Not a word, not a word comes out of the mouth. Um, then we have a scene with Justin and Whitney Wildrose. Now, they're going to a restaurant, which basically I um I must, I must say, I love the pro- the placement of the menu. They're sat there and you see them ordering, and they're going between Justin and Whitney to order. And there's no menu. And then you cut to Justin ordering. And the menu's been propped up with Urban Wine, the name of the restaurant. I loved it. Gotta get that plug in. Oh, yeah. So they're discussing basically a lot about how he he starts off saying, I'm just so stressed, you know, with work. And Whitney says that she's sinking. And then she tells the bacon story about the burning bacon, about those children that she she has, um, those children she has. Bobby and Benny, or I don't know what their names are, um, but they were running around and they were fighting and Justin was doing nothing, sat on the sofa. And what I didn't understand is then they're going back and kind of, she's saying to him, I need more help and I get irritated with this. And do you know how it makes, and then he starts saying, well, I don't want, well, I hate initiating sex. And it's like, well, things have changed because all Whitney used to, that was her thing, right? She's so sexual and all she talks about is sex with her husband. And she says, quite rightly, if I don't connect with you, I can't have sex with you. And then what was really irritating, and I hope everybody else thought this as well, she says, 
I feel it makes me really sad to see your wedding ring in the drawer every day. And then they never discussed why it was in the drawer. Did I miss that? No, I was so confused as well, because I think she said that she then took it off hers off and it felt like some sort of petty thing they were doing with the way it was framed. It was just like, well, I'm taking this off because I'm pissed off at you, but I don't I mean, I've never been married, but that doesn't seem like a normal thing that happens. I did not get that. And I do not know why they cut cut there. There was so much more to it. She said, you took your wedding ring off. And he goes, mm. and then she says, I get really sad seeing it in the drawer every day. And there was nothing else discussed. And I was like, guys, come on. And that was the end of the dinner. It was. I'm sinking. Sinking. She talks. Yeah, the draw. What did how did, there was a way she pronounced draw. It was like drawer, 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 probably. It's a lot. And then we have baby gorgeous at the candle shop with Angie. Love so, her. I didn't really understand what was going on at this candle shop. Were they making candles? Yes, they made and they ch- and they were choosing the scents, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so there's an old book one, and they're oh, it smells like the New Testament. Ha ha ha! Hilarious, Angie. And then they sit down and to make the candles, and this really strange little interaction happens with one of the shop girls. She comes over and stands right in front of Lisa, and she's like, "Are you Jack Barlow's mom? I yeah. know Jack." I'm one of Jack's best friends. You are? Did he tell you about the mission? Yeah, he did. Did you know about it before me? I did. Yep. And then she walks away. And then it it was so odd and so weirdly. Obviously, everything's staged and people need to sign releases. So she knew she was coming over. But it was just, I guess maybe they decided to film there. And then Baby Gorgeous was like, Jack's, oh, that's Jack's friend. And then they were like, great, let's pull her over to talk about the mission. I guess that's how it worked. But what I loved about Baby Gorgeous is that the girl comes over and she says, are you um, Jack Barlow? I wish she would have said Jack Freshwolf Barlow's uh, mum. And she said, yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm one of her friends, one of his friends. And she goes, oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that he has friends. And then in her confessional, she's like, wow. I Well, I'm not getting mom of the year. The candle shop girl knew about the mission before I did. <laughs> I just adore this woman. Then there's something that I'm really upset about this season. Okay, I mentioned it last episode, upset again. We see her, she's discussing all of this about the rumors and nastiness about Angie's husband. And they're having this discussion back and forth, Baby Gorgeous and Angie. And I see next to Baby Gorgeous, a LaCroix, sparkling water. Where are her big gulps? She never used to leave the house without a big gulp. Diet Coke, not too much ice and a lemon. Where did it go? It's part of her brand, honestly. She needs to have the big gulp in her hand at all times. Agreed. Agreed. So um, then only other thing in this scene was uh, Angie's talking about the Easter party and says that she makes sure to say that she invited everyone except Meredith. And then Lisa kind of plants it in Angie's head that, (laughs) well, you know, Meredith, the thing about Meredith is she alluded to it. Sure. But she didn't say what the rumor was. And you know who did? Monica. <laughs> she is. She's doing beautiful work. She really is, baby gorgeous. Um, and then, and she's like, mm, yeah, you're right. So then we get one of the most unnecessary, strangest. I can't handle, this is going to sound really cruel, but, you know, I never say anything cruel in this podcast. So, um. I can't watch Robert Jr. He doesn't speak. He's either cripplingly shy, which I have empathy for, or he has just horrendous social skills, which I think I think it's the latter. I think the environment he was brought up in is bizarre, to say the least. He's he's nonchalant and but also very aware. And so the whole scene is them in that horrendous living room that has bright green carpet and then robert jr bringing over these coffees of course nothing's made in the house it's all delivered um coffee over to mary and she's criticizing him already the way he puts the cup on the table and then she goes in to say so 
Are you married? He's 20 years old and lives in her house. Are you married? Um, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Um, maybe. Like, is he just not wanting to be on camera? Does he speak? If he, if he speaks like this on a regular basis, I don't know how he has a relationship. And apparently the girl lives in the house with Mary, which was even more bizarre to me because, you know, Mary hates any woman that would come near Robert Jr. Then she tells this story and then he just goes, I don't know. We, you know, kind of. What do you mean kind of? I went to the courthouse and then we go to Mary's confessional and she said, I remember them one day. They were just like getting ready and they they were dressed up very nicely and they were rushing to go out. So I don't know, she lives here, but I don't really see them because they live in one wing and I live in one wing. I the impression I, the impression I get, this is my read on Robert J. Okay. I think that he is a bit shy and he doesn't want to be on camera. Yeah. I also think from his interactions to me, it seems like he is saying the least amount of words to get out of the conversation with his mom because he seems uncomfortable being around her or telling her about his life. So he just, he just is saying the least he can to kind of get on with the conversation and like go back to his room. Like he yeah. seemed really uncomfortable around her to me. Like, and when he's hugging her and stuff, he's like, Oh, it's okay. And it, it just, and they obviously aren't close. She didn't know that he was married for a year to this girl he's dating who lives in their house with them. It's so crazy. It's not even the fact not knowing it, right? Because two people live in the house, two teenagers can go and get married. You know, look at Tinsley Mortimer, who's luckily getting married again now, but she got married in boarding school. You can just run away, get a license and get married and maybe hide it. Okay, that could happen. But it's the fact that this woman heard these rumors, rumors, nastiness from who knows where, but she heard them, but never asked him until now. It's it's a it's so uncomfortable to watch. And that Robert Senior, God knows where he is. She just stays in that wardrobe, like her closet room, the whole time. She can't have friends. She doesn't know how to have friends. He. It's also uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's, it's like bizarro gray gardens. I don't know. It's strange. It's it strange. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> then Meredith comes over to me. It was like immediately after that scene, we had another Mary scene, right? With Meredith. Oh, we had Heather and the FaceTime with the daughter. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Um, this, you know, was Heather just talking to her daughter who's at university in California. And she said she'd been on spring break and done all this. And then Heather said, you know, I'm so happy, you know, some of her friends are out, um, you know, getting married already or on a mission and mine's in a spring, you know, in a string bikini in Carbo. And I know which one I prefer, which is all great and fabulous and wonderful. But that anger Heather has not let go of is bubbling, especially with, um, Jack Freshwolf Barlow going on a mission. She is, I was like, I un, I completely understand she was indoctrinated. I think she is only now with the highlight of the show with the book Bad Mormon coming to terms with the loss in her life of a childhood, of experiences and things like that. But she needs to deal with this anger against the church in a healthy way because her kind of confessional was was it, I didn't I, I I found it quite troubling. I think she's so angry. She's got so much going on there. She has to deal with that. Uh, are you talking about when she mentions Jack and uh, yeah, I think I know exactly which one you're talking about because it it was a little uh, leave him alone. It's not your religion anymore. You've gone out of it. You have to deal with your past and how you come to terms with that. You're not carrying this on for your children, which you were very adamant you weren't going to do. It's all brilliant. But don't start coming for Baby Gorgeous and Baby Gorgeous's son because it's not going to end well. No. And he what's the point? I mean, he's going he's going and his mom supports him. You're yeah. not going to change her mind. You're just upsetting everyone by trying to control yeah. what someone else's son is about to do. So. Yeah, it's odd. Um, so then, okay, so then we're back at yes, <laughs> the menacing mansion. Uh, so Meredith is at Mary's 
house and um she tells her well I just found out my son is married isn't that interesting Meredith's like yeah what (laughs) no questions and then she just goes I don't want to talk about it there's no none of her interactions with another human being are real it's it's it she cannot have a conversation she's lacking so many skills it terrifies me and that's what makes me uncomfortable she you know she says well he's married and meredith goes "Ooh, well i'm here i'm here you'll need to talk i can't direct it but if you need to talk about it and then she's like mm. if if that happened and you told me that i'd say what i mean you'd have so many questions nothing and then she goes I don't want to talk about it end of story and you're like Whoa. all right all right all right yeah so they breeze over that and then Mary complains about how I think she it, it felt like maybe the producers were like Mary maybe you should talk about why you haven't been wanting to do anything with anyone this season because she's explaining how she feels like the group hasn't grown Mm. and they have no class and they can't have mature conversations and things like that wow and I'm like you're on housewives like what are you saying and then coming from Mary being a better person right yeah you just like fat shame someone last week I know um so then we go into um Meredith talking about how crazy it is that she's accused of the Sean is gay rumors because she's the she's on the host committee for the GLAAD awards and oh well then that definitely means she cannot say anything homophobic or transphobic never because if you have a gay son and you're an and you are a celebrity that's just been given a bullshit role on a GLAAD award committee or whatever oh no that means that you would never say anything give me a break Meredith I know I know um the thing in that scene that disturbed me the most is Mary ordered in a beautiful charcuterie I mean of course nothing's eaten ever you and I would be like I mean I couldn't film because I'd be like hang on a second I'd be drinking I'd be I'd just be eating it all um so nothing's eaten but they don't even sit down. That just says everything to Mary to me. They just stand in a kitchen. It wasn't even a chair. They just stand in the kitchen. And that was her coming over. So awkward, Kate. She is the least cozy person ever. Yeah, look at all this food I bought. Anyways, let's talk about why these women are so insane. And so, of course, Mary says she's not going to go to this Easter party without Meredith going because she... Um, doesn't want to because these women don't have souls and she just says the most <sighs> deeply mean things and I need to see change blah 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 so then I mentioned that she said I simply just don't want to go so I'm not going right and then the next scene Angie's getting ready for the Easter party and she gets a call from Mary who gives her this wild excuse <laughs> We had we had a flood in our house in Vegas a year ago. Pause. And there's some things I have to go deal with. I mean, it's come up. Just I have a cold. I can't come. That would have been better, dude. And then Angie like gives a complete dig at her and is just like, um, is just like, oh well, um, at least you can you can't. You're a nice person after all, or something like that. And and, she, and Mary's like, okay, and that was just the end of the conversation. She jumps on her. She's like, well, don't take it personal that I'm not coming. And, she, and Angie's like, I'm not. It's fine. Thank you for calling. Very bad. Uh, and then we see yeah. Father George come, the Greek Orthodox priest. Father George comes and Angie's parents. And we learn something really interesting. So they came over from Crete and um, her mom and dad. Her dad became a widower at 44 with seven children. I just. Yeah, that floored me. Yeah, that's. that's a Whoa, okay. Wow. Um, I, no, Not clear if he was married again and then divorced because he said to Monica's mum, who we'll get on to, that he's currently single. But I hope that he was um, got married or had a partner at some point because 
I can't, I can't begin to imagine how hard that was. Just can't. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of kids. That a is lot. a lot of children. Yeah. Um, so they're all getting ready. People are coming in for this Greek and the house, I must admit, the settings, everything looked amazing. The food, the stuff for the kids, the presents, the money, those stacks of ones is like, you just, you know, Kate and I, we are, as you know, completely obsessed with financials of all of these reality stars. And you do wonder which ones really have money, you know, that really own their houses, that really have paid off mortgages, that have great savings accounts, that have great IRAs. Like, you do wonder, and the ones that are just living on credit cards, you just, you've no idea. Um, so Angie brings out all the, these stacks of ones, which is going to be part of the Greek um, dance. And I loved it. We got an appearance from Henry Freshwall. So Henry, we got Jack came in later, but we saw the little baby Henry, which I was really happy about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We did. I loved Lisa's whole arrival. She's like, I love money everywhere. Money. I love money. I love it. So good. And then, uh, yeah, everyone's arriving and they're all getting settled. And then we get to this toast uh, that Angie gives. Yeah. uh, Somewhat comparing herself to a historical, um, a person in history that a lot of the world believes saved mankind. That's who she compared herself to. So it was a little bit challenging. Um, I will say that I love, and then um, um, Whitney Wilde Rose was like, I was crying, like, or however she speaks, I was crying during that. And I must admit, I do love, I loved all this Greek culture because I just want to give a shout out. One of my best friends in secondary school back in England was Sophie Karafalikas. Her dad was Greek, an absolute nut job. One of my favorite people in the entire world. When I used to go for sleepovers, I used to stay over there like a week at a time because it was just, we were such good friends. I used to wake up and um, her dad would like fill my shoes just with pennies. So when I put it on, it was really uncomfortable. He would just, he'd do this shit all the time. He was amazing. And his name, I just want to shout out his name because he couldn't get more Greek. <laughs> Konstantinos Mikel Karafalikas. Woo! amazing he was great um so they talk about the speech we see monica obviously coming with her two children and her mother i want to just make a note before kate you take us on to the next stuff these two children she's four five seven i don't know she's these two kids that came with her their names i hadn't caught this before kendall and west Kardashian fan, perhaps. I saw that too, and Kendall made that West. Kendall yeah. and West. I was like, what are the names of the other ones? Like, I did look that up because I was really hoping it was going to be like Courtney or <laughs> Sam or something like that. But it's Bree <laughs> and Jaden. Okay, so just half of them are <laughs> half of them are Kardashian inspired. Wow, that's something else. <laughs> it is. Uh, so, okay. Basically, this party, we have two different sort of arguments going on at the right. same time that we're going back and forth between. So the first one is Heather and Angie. 
mm-hmm. and they get in a tiff um or sorry sorry heather and lisa yes um so heather and lisa are talking and basically lisa's like everything's fine because we keep it surface we're surface level friends and Heather's like, I feel we went deeper than that. Like, I I wish that we talked more. I wish that you would talk to me about Jack going on the mission because that's my storyline this season. Yeah. And <laughs> Lisa shuts it down. And she's like, I don't want to hear it because you had a different experience than he had with the religion. And your experience was negative. His is very positive. And I want to stay positive with him and his decision. So this is off the table, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby gorgeous, shut it down. You know, and we saw some great scenes with with um, Jack there. Henry was doing a little dance. John Barlow. Now, the Barlows are my favorite family, obviously. Um, when there is fighting going on, this conversation between um, Lisa and baby gorge and Heather, we cut to John Barlow saying, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's kind of a dichotomy of how much calm we have here and how much, you know, arguments are going on over there. I couldn't concentrate on what John Freshwolf Barlow was saying because he is holding on to his hairline by the grace of God. I need you guys to go back and see. It is, it's time to let it go. And I don't know how to do that. But we have to go back and look at those scenes because John Barlow, we we need to say goodbye. We need well, to say goodbye. He, maybe he wants hair so that he can continue to use Fresh Wolf hair care. I mean, I understand that because <laughs> it's Fresh Wolf. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, I will say that as this argument, before we get into the Monica and her mom and Angie, we did get a very small clip of Beck Smarts and Meredith at the GLAAD Awards. I saw a shot of, um, it's Meredith Brooks and her husband, who I've completely forgotten the name of. Meredith and... Wow, it's not coming to me either. Yeah, not coming to me either. Yeah, so we see them all and they're talking and there was a shot of Brooks Marks like turning to the side. I am... allegedly I'm 99% sure that he's had a chin implant go and have a look at the profile of Brooks Marks when he's there he looks completely different I think he had a I mean no harm to it Stace um Stacy Stacy uh Vanderpump Rules had a chin implant it changed her life she says uh Jim Bellino OC had a chin implant, changed his life, apparently, but uh, with, and his trampolines. But, you know, um, I definitely think it, please, if anybody else noticed that, go and see his profile. No harm to him if he did fabulous, but I'm just wondering if he did or not. That's, if I else. mean, that's the, I feel like that's the trendy thing now. It's like chin implant and uh, what is it? Buccal, oh, the fat, buccal, buccal yeah. fat removal. So then everyone just looks like handsome Squidward. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth. Seth Marks. Seth, of course, Seth. So Kate, why don't you try and start on this? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this was pretty intense. So we have uh, the Heather and Lisa thing going on. At the same time, we have Angie and Monica sitting down to chat because as we said previously or earlier in the episode, uh, it's been put into Angie's head by baby gorgeous that maybe she should take a closer look at her friend Monica because the subtext of this whole argument is you put it out there on camera that Mm. my husband is Mm. supposedly hooking up with men around town. Right. And all anyone else is doing is hinting at rumors, but you're the one who said it on camera. Yeah. And, uh, Monica is holding to her argument of, well, I'm a good friend because I'm the only one who actually came out and said to you what was going on. Could have done right. it off camera. Could have done it off camera. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's Monica is has a lot of demons. And I think one of those demons came with her to this party because this mother, I'm surprised at the end. Well, I'm not really surprised, but some of the internet's defending the mother, which we'll get into. But when it comes to this argument between Monica and Angie, 
Monica's getting so riled up because, I mean, the rumours and nastiness, I mean, it's, I guess it's been out there and Monica, look, Monica's, it's her first season, she has to bring something and she's saying, I told you though, like I came to you and told you because you need to know, I love it when housewives do that, I just thought you need to know. Um, And yeah, she did it on camera and that's what Angie's annoyed at. But, you know, Baby Gorgeous is right there with her. And Whitney World Rose as well loves spreading that shit. That's true. But now that you say, I, I'm getting reminded of in her confessional when Monica was like, I've known about this for years. People on the streets have been saying that. And in that regard, I'm kind of like, okay, so you've known this for years and you just are all of a sudden bringing it up when you're filming a reality show with her. <laughs> That's what makes her a star. I mean, she's got it. She, the girl's got it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's evident why, why Angie's pissed, but it's awesome. It's, it's great drama. Um, so then as they're fighting and I think that Monica is getting pissed off too, because Angie's doing that. I'm using my calm voice and you're not thing, right? Like she yeah. is staying really measured. And Monica's getting more and more riled up yeah. and her Monica's mother comes over and is just trying to get Monica to calm down and stop fighting in public like this. Right. Is what else was she saying at the beginning? Okay. This mother, I, in capital letters in my notes, that mother, not the mother, that mother is a piece of work. That's why I put in capitals. She comes over, she's eyeing everything that's going on. She comes over and she starts saying, you're both beautiful, wonderful, smart women, which is condescending, patronizing and completely out of place. That's mind your own business. Monica and her mother evidently have a very strange relationship. The mother, I'm coming out to say, like, as we see what happens, I think the mother hates her. I think that mother really genuinely dislikes her daughter. The daughter got on a reality show. The mother who Monica has said has struggled most of her life as well financially has seen a fantastic opportunity. My daughter's having it. I want her. She's not getting everything. I think that she is very jealous of Monica. I think she really dislikes her. And I think she wants in on this show and she is going to make it happen at all costs. And she doesn't give a shit. She comes over and starts getting her nose stuck into this. And I completely 100% understand why Monica was irritated. She's saying just, because she keeps saying, she said it in Portuguese, children are here, children are here, keep your call, keep your call. She was infantilizing her daughter. She's saying, go to the bathroom and calm down, go to the bathroom and calm down. In the history of the world, if somebody says calm down to you, it, you're gonna, it's gonna, the opposite is gonna happen. Never in the history of anything saying calm down, especially not housewives, saying calm down, the person's gonna calm down. And Calm down. yeah, <laughs> there you, oh god, what those were the days, Kate of Housewives. Oh, we'll, never, we'll never have that back. Oh, uh, um, so she's saying you go to the bathroom and calm down. And I understand she is a woman, Monica, that feels as though her mother never treated her like a proper child. And at 39 years old, however old, I think she's about 39, Monica, she's now saying to her and treating her like a child, that would make my blood boil. You never treated me like a child when I was a child. And now I'm an adult. You're trying to get in on my shit and make me feel like a child and look, be apparently caring for my well-being. No. And you see Monica's blood in her veins literally turning right like she's getting so so angry and she's she's kind of saying to her mother just don't just don't and she's getting more wound up and Angie's like not here not here and Monica's done it so she can't she's not going to calm down so she excuses herself and then that mother I'm so sorry I'm so sorry for my child's behavior no 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 it's as though it's like when somebody is at that point of anger 
the worst thing to do is smother them. And she was smothering her and coming all over her, telling her to like what to do and all of this. And it was getting her so angry. So she leaves, Monica leaves and goes and sits on this sofa, which was hard to watch because it, it mimicked a teenager in a mood, right? So she was playing into her mother of what the mother was saying. And that mother cleaned her hands of what had just happened and then went, oh, I could really get another scene out of this. All right, boys, let's talk sports. I want to have fun. I, I don't know what planet she's on, but she acted completely inappropriately. I, I think, I think that she wants to be the center of attention. She hates her daughter has it. Monica's sat on that sofa the other side of the room watching her mother go around to all these people to have conversations and apologize for this woman's behavior. Monica wants to probably scream out loud, you have no clue what my mother is actually like, because I think that mother's been doing a number on her her entire life, but she can't. So she sits there and then the mother can say, see, and then Kate, when she goes over and sits with her in that conversation, please take us through that. I, that was awful. Right, so the money dance is going on and Monica has removed herself from the group and is uh, sitting over in the corner by herself on the couch. Her mom approaches her with this like faux lightness and is like, oh, I want to do the money dance. I want to go do that dance. Um, but I'm going to sit down by you instead. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, you don't care about me. Like, go do your dance. You want to do your dance. And her mom's like, well, no, I, I can't leave you here all by yourself. And it's so frustrating because everyone is looking at this whole situation and thinking, oh, Monica is a monster to her mother. Yeah. How could she treat her like that? And her mom has that to hide behind and be Absolutely. nasty behind. And that just makes it worse and worse as she does it more and more. And so um, she's telling her that um, she's, let's see, sorry. They're having the conversation then about it's escalating into go and you know go and be with your new friends and you didn't have my you didn't stand up for me you right. came in and escalated things and that mother starts smiling and laughing. Okay, I thought that was dark. Yeah, I it was really thought that was dark, especially when you consider that her mom's always at her house and you know that Monica has probably told her mom behind the scenes things of why these women are so nasty to her and what's been going on. And so for her mom to come into this party and not have her back when things are popping off with one of these women who she's told her mom about, like, this is what happened at this event. Like, I just assume she has that her mom knows all this and still chose to just make her daughter look terrible. It was one of the darkest scenes. That mother smiling and smirking at her because she, I, I think it's all calculated. I completely think this woman is calculated. The fact that we were told minuscule bad behavior, which was so massive of that hanging, you know, she thought she hung up and she's calling her daughter the most horrendous names that she sat there and I thought it was completely calculating. She's smiling and laughing as her daughter is in utter distress and she knows that will get a rise out of her, that knows that will anger her more. And then Monica says, you think this is funny? And she goes, yeah, I, I despise her. And I don't know what show other people were watching because there were some people online that were like, Monica's mother is a class act. I like, dude, you have no clue. I think what's simmering underneath there is going to ruin, you, you know, you come onto these shows and these women, you know, think, I think you would probably always imagine coming onto um, a, a reality show. I can control the narrative a little bit. I can control relationships, but what you should learn by now, you absolutely cannot. If you have a little bit of, trouble in a relationship it's probably going to end that relationship the, the the reality show and this is not going to end well with her and her mother her mother is appalling I think I don't know Kate if you came with the same thing I think she's an awful person yeah you I mean you said it the camera catches everything 
camera sees every little eye roll, every little expression. So um, if you really pay attention, yeah, you can see that the mom is nasty to her. Apart from what we posted on our Instagram today. So since this aired, Monica's taken to Twitter, um, sorry, X, whatever, um, posting about her mother. So I'm sure they're at, they're at war saying um, you, there was so much that you didn't see. Baby Gorgeous chimed in. And uh, no, first Angie did. She said they're, they're arguing about children being there when Angie went off. And when uh, Monica went off and Angie said there were children there actually. And um, what you're lucky about the editing because what they didn't show was when you threw the shoe and it, and then, um, and that it nearly hit my niece. Then Lisa Barlow comes on and somebody says, is this true baby gorgeous that she threw a chair, uh, threw a shoe and Lisa says, yes. And Jack was very scared. She mentioned Jack, but so she's saying the children were there and that she apparently threw a shoe. I find it so hard to believe the cameras wouldn't have shown, they wouldn't have shown that, the editors wouldn't have shown that. Come on, Kate. I think maybe it's their narrative that they're protecting of who Monica is this season to the viewers. And they thought that like, oh, that's too you know, we don't want the viewers to see her throwing a shoe that hits a kid or whatever. Like, I do think that could have been because because Angie's claiming, I'm sorry, I may be wrong. It was Angie or Baby Gorgeous that said it nearly, the shoe nearly hit my niece. I'm sure it was probably Angie then because she had family there. Nearly hit my niece. So I do think probably Bravo's like, oh shit, that could be something of a lawsuit. So maybe they're like, okay, if there's anything with the kid, we won't put it in. So that could be a reason. Yeah, something like that. I mean- but- Monica came back and said that was absolutely a complete lie. She says the children were downstairs in your basement um, playing Easter games. And I should, this was really funny. And I don't think she meant it to be funny. She's like, and by the way, I should sue you because you don't have a, your house isn't up to code and you didn't have a railing. And that's why I nearly twisted my ankle going down your stairs. It was such a bizarre comeback. Your house isn't up to code. It was great. I loved it. I, I love. It. I love when housewives comment on other housewives' houses. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, what? Like, uh, was it Nini or someone who was like, "Oh, white refrigerator. <laughs> like, that's a no-no." And like the white roaches, the roaches in the house, and oh yeah. Um, uh, so this yeah. back and forth on X. It's so weird saying X on Twitter is really um, is really intense. So we know right now, obviously, they've wrapped filming. Don't know when the reunion will be, probably in the next couple of weeks. But they, Monica is certainly at war with Angie still and certainly at war with Baby Gorgeous. Then we see coming up this season, Kate. Oh, my God. I need to know if your theory has changed. Interesting you say that. So just to, you know, if anybody hasn't been listening before, my theory very quickly is that we were led in the very first episode to see when they go on this exotic holiday, wherever they go on the girls trip, um, the cast trip, that Heather gets a phone call, production runs in to film it, obviously. And um, she's saying, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she did this to all of us. And my theory is that they're finding out that Monica was the witness in Jen Shard's trial and put her helped put her in jail. Because the reason I think that is because I find it so strange that so many of these housewives have been criticizing and fighting with Monica, but not one single one of them has brought up, how can we trust, you know, something like, how can we trust you? You put your friend in jail. Not one of them has brought that up. So my theory is that they don't know, and that's the bombshell. In this coming up in the season, we see them on this exotic holiday where apparently everything blows up. Monica's running to the toilet, to the bathroom, followed by Baby Gorgeous, and she's in floods of tears. And I can't. And she says something like, "I can't believe she did this." Why so would was, Why would she do this to you? Yeah, and it was about. It was about Meredith, right? 
saying um, Meredith was the one that did something. Yeah. Yeah. See? So maybe it was Meredith that then tells everyone, why are you trusting Monica? Monica put Jen Shah in jail. I don't know. I don't know, Kate. I don't know. Because then we get Heather saying to Meredith, tonight happened because of what you said to Monica. And then we have Angie. (laughs) This terrified me. Angie is like menacingly smashing a cup or something into the table. Yeah. Like, don't you talk about my family or something. (laughs) Listen, I, something comes out and I just find, we know these women, we know our housewives, they will bring up all your dirt and not one of them has said, what kind of friend are you? You put your friend in jail. Not one of them, not in a confessional and not on, on what we've seen so far. I don't know, Kay. I I hope it's something different. I just find it remarkable that none of them have mentioned it. Very strange. It's it's such a good point because I think Heather would have, like they would all have slightly elevated storylines that they'd be taking advantage of. Like, oh, this is what we're going to talk about, not Jack's mission or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, Kate. It just looks like it's getting better and better. I don't know how many episodes are in this season. I would like 100. I would like, every, there is so much to see. So, so, so much to see. I think the women are all doing fantastic jobs. Heather's really, though, Heather's thinking, shit, I need this snowflake next year. And I think she's getting a bit worried because all she's talking about, like you say, is Jack's mission. And if she mentions Bad Mormon and her book one more time, I'm going to go cuckoo. But she doesn't really have anything else going on. If, if I was her, I would start dating. And have that be a storyline like, ooh, I'm getting back in the mix and I'm dating. But I, um, I think she's completely ostracized. I believe her when she says that in that community. I think dating, she said, is extremely hard for her. Oh, there's no one. I don't know. I don't know. It could be a bit. She doesn't seem to be interested in any of that. Um, but yeah. her storyline is pretty pretty weak you're right that's all she's got to go on she's probably going to amp it up when she gets this secret um i think baby gorgeous is most thing is you know mission with um fresh wolf and then what else is she on she's on this whole i guess angie monica she's well and she's rebuilding her friendship with meredith that's like she's going to come crumbling down but yeah right so that's the other thing she's pointing to it's true. Hmm. Um, I think Monica's absolutely got her snowflake for next season, which I want all of them back. And I, I really don't hate Angie. I just don't. I, I, I like her in the mix. I, yeah, I think she's good for the group for sure. Yeah, I think she's good for the group. I think Mary. What's Meredith's storyline? What is it? Yeah, I it's mean, like it's like me. It's like I didn't start any rumors. Yeah. I'm involved with Glad. <laughs> I don't know. My son possibly got a chin implant. I mean, that's it. Yeah. These women need to watch themselves because you've got to have a story. You've got to go in and know your storyline. You really do. But either way, it is a beautiful season. I'm loving every single second of it, Kate. We've been blessed. And next week, guys, when we do our Bravo show, we will be covering obviously Salt Lake City, but the first episode of Beverly Hills. Cannot wait. It's going to be an interesting season. It's going to be interesting. It better not be all Kyle being coy. I can't do coy Kyle about this relationship. There better be some good stuff that comes out in this season, Kate. Yeah, I want, but now we said it. Like, say it. Now we've said it. We do have, um, we do have Denise back and we see Kim Richards for a cameo, I'm sure. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, I really hope someone brings up Erica's as a comeback like well your show's selling for a dollar a ticket you know like i i want to see some good like please ahead yeah please that'll be great so. all right guys we're gonna love you and leave you as you know you have this episode out today plus you have this very special bonus episode where we interview renee watt astrologer uh professional writer and witch um and we discuss purely sister wives and we get some astrology in there too so go and check that out as well as um Next week, we have uh, on Tuesday, we will be releasing our episode on 90 Day Fiance, the new season, which is uh, looking very good. I think we're going to get some new couples on Sunday's episode. So 
Check that out on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have our Wheel of Shame episode, which Kate and I are super excited about because the Wheel of Shame chose for us paranormal emergencies. So apparently it's like first responders and what happens when they have come across paranormal um, entities and situations. Um, also next Friday, we'll be releasing our Bravo show, plus a show for our Patreon and subscribers in which we cover documentaries on the weird, wild and wonderful. This episode next week is about the Rod, Rod Ferrell vampire murders. If you know, you know. If you don't, check it out next week. Um, that's all from me, Kate. Anything else? Um, yeah, follow us on social media, Tender Living Care Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can follow us on YouTube as well. Um, and thank you for being here. I mean, four episodes, two weeks in a row. That's I know that's a lot of content, y'all. It's a lot of content, y'all. Yeah. All right, have a beautiful weekend. We love, love, love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.